Since 1901, Limbaugh has been laying the foundation for a better world through the design, installation, and maintenance of critical MEP systems. This podcast takes a deep dive into our business, the evolution of Limbaugh throughout the years, and the people that are essential to moving us forward. Listen in as co-hosts Kate Mystery and James Swanson explore Limbaugh's culture, legacy, and the people that have helped shape the footprint of Limbaugh as a leader in the industry. All right, welcome back to Limbaugh Unlocked. I'm your host, James Swanson. And on today's episode, we are going to take a look at a day in the life series. And today we're going to be exploring what it means to be an engineer here at Limbaugh. So joining me on the show to unpack that and more about Limbaugh Collaborative Services, I'm joined by Kim Murley. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hi, James. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining the show. You're the first I guess, test run in our day in the life series. We're actually, I think we're going to do a couple of these in 2024. Just to kind of kick things off, um, I, I just want to have you kind of introduce yourself, your role within the company, how long you've been here. I'll give you the stage um, and tell me just more about your time with Limbaugh and, and your journey so far. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, I'm a mechanical engineer too here at Limbaugh Cloud Services or LCS for short, I'll say. Um, I've been with Limbach now for almost seven years. I started out as an intern in our Ohio branch while I was still in school at the Ohio State University, go Buckeyes. Um, and then following graduation, I moved down here to the Orlando office to chase some warmer weather, I guess. <clears throat> so I've been down here now for about four years. Um, and I think uh, I, I loved going into engineering in school, but what was really funny was I didn't really get involved in construction or HVAC design by purpose, it was really by chance. Um, I was at the career fair my sophomore year at Ohio State, and I kind of randomly walked up to Limbach's table. I had no idea who they were. I'm not from the Columbus area, so I wasn't familiar with Limbach per se. Um, but I had, so I got an internship from there. I was, I was desperate for any engineering experience possible. So I got the engineering internship there, and then I was welcomed with open arms. Um, I enjoyed what I was doing. That's really what an internship is. It's to find what you may like or what you may not like to do in your future. And I really enjoyed it. I, I got to meet some great people and they've kind of helped me become who I am today. But yeah, that's kind of how I randomly got started here at Limbach seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Did you envision yourself back then going into construction or did you really have a clear idea at the time what that path might look for you? I, I really didn't. Um, I chose mechanical engineering because it was very broad. Um, one of the most broadest, I would say, of any engineering discipline. And there's a lot of paths that you can take with that. So, no, I, I did not anticipate this at all. But like I said, it, I got some experience in it and I really thought it was a cool industry to be in. And I learned something new every day on these on these projects I'm working on. Awesome. Well, and your career is taking another step now. So I do want to say congratulations. Um recent promotion, I understand, Mechanical Engineer 2 yeah. now is uh, effective here in uh, January 24. So congratulations there. And I just want to say that's just another testament to the company, company and, and how we prioritize. We always say try to create great opportunities for our people, promoting from within. We did that a ton in 2023. Kim's another example of that here to kick off 2024. Uh, so congratulations. And um just a little bit of a plug there for anybody that's interested in a career with Limbaugh uh, and growing your career with us. We'd love to have you. So let's get into just to, 
to kind of start off as an overview, Kim, for the folks that in the organization that might not know what LCS engineering does, uh, what it entails, what the, you know, the current group uh, kind of layout and landscape, you know, looks like. Let's just give our audience an understanding, a, a broad understanding of, of what your group does. Um, so kind of give a summary, maybe maybe a list of, of you know, some of the services that, that we provide. What makes us unique as an engineering group here at Limbaugh? Um, I'll let you kind of take it from there. Sure, sure. So yeah, Limbaugh Collaborative Services, we're our in-house engineering firm, if you will, that supports all of our branches across the U.S. Um, we've got mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and engineering, or and energy engineers on board. Um, and we are located, we've got <clears throat> us down here in Orlando. There's some in Ohio, Michigan, in our mid-Atlantic branches as of now. Um, but like I said, we support any branch whenever they need engineering support. Um, what makes us unique in Limbach, unique in general, is that we're a design-build contractor. So on a true design-build project, LCS is the engineer of record on the job that our branch is building. And, and there's so many good benefits to that. Um, for example, when, when we walk a potential job site with our either sales team or, or our special projects manager, we can be talking with the customer right there, understand the scope of work, get a good grasp of it, why they're wanting to do this job. We can even brainstorm our solutions right there on the spot with our team involved too. So <clears throat> that's beneficial. And then we also just to keep in mind that we're all one company. We're all under the Limbach umbrella. Um, so we all have the same core values. We all have the best have the best uh, outputs in mind for our customers and, and that we have a streamlined communication from beginning to end of a, of a job. There's no long process for an RFI or request for information. Um, we're just a phone call away, or in some cases, we're in the office with you. Uh, just the other day, I, I was getting a call from one of our project managers on a job I worked on recently, and he merged me with the sheet metal foreman out there in the field, and I was able to answer a question in, in two minutes. And so that right there is just something beneficial. Um, we're all one team. We all have everything. Uh, we all have our the customer's best interest in mind. Can you go into a little bit more detail on maybe some of the examples of specifically the impact that our engineers can have from start to finish on a given project? An example of a day that I could have is um, I could go out to a job site, like you mentioned, whether it could be a pre-sale um, meeting with our with the account managers of the project or special projects manager, whoever it may be. Um, so we can go on site and we'll, we'll take a bunch of field measurements, lots of pictures. We'll, we can talk with the owner, owner's rep, make sure we have a good grasp of the scope of work. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll take all that information we gathered and we can draw up what we call uglies. And that's just PDF sketches of the system or work that's gonna need to be done. Um, we typically provide some preliminary equipment selections for we can provide duct pipe sizing and routing. This is all, you know, preliminary high level stuff. Um, and any additional notes that, that the job's going to entail things to watch out for code compliance that you want to make sure you make. Um, and that's pretty much enough for the, for the branch to then take that and put together a cost estimate of the job. And then once the project's in design phase, that's when we'll go into more in-depth load calculations. We'll, we'll work with equipment reps and really nail down the equipment that we want and get that on order, get the um, 
start drafting up the drawings in Revit that we can then create our engineered drawings to be stamped and submitted for permit. So that's, you know, kind of the beginning to end stages of what I see when we get involved in a job. Um, but then, like I said, we're also available for any questions post permit, you know, once construction starts and commissioning as well, you know, we're available, we're the engineers of record. So give us a call if there's any issues or questions or changes that need to be made as well. Can you share maybe a, a memorable experience or, or a lesson, a lesson from a, you know, a challenging project that you've worked on? I'll give a good experience um, or a good example here. So one of the projects we did, it was just the, the scope of work was really a almost a like for like or like in kind replacement, replacing a unit that was there that has is old, needed replaced. It was serving a really old, old building. It was a small building and this building has been used for various different things over the years. And the original unit, let's say it was 25 tons. We lost the job and after we had already won the job in this case, we kind of went back to that customer and we said, look, you've totally changed what this building is used for. We know that you don't need 25 tons of cooling for this. You've totally changed your occupancy type here. Let us run a new load calculation. We can come back with what we probably think is better for, or what we do know is better for this particular case. And, and we cut that unit size in half. And, and that right there, you know, there's dollar savings involved, but there's also efficiency and a lot of reasons why you don't want to oversize your equipment. Um, and that's just one thing that, you know, having us involved in the beginning too, before any equipment's ordered or, or before the design is really done, we can tell them right away, we have a better idea for you. We have suggestions. We know why this would be better. If you're, if you want to take our suggestions, great. And we can really get to what's best for your facility. So you talked a little bit about uh, the, the current landscape of the team and, and where we're located and, and the, the branches that, that LCS supports. Um, going a little bit, you know, deeper on that and, and, you know, thinking about some of the, like the, you know, the cross-functional um, teams that you work with, especially now in, in an ODR world as we've, as things have, are changing, right? So what, what does that look like? Um, we don't have to dive too, too deep on, on the, on the ODR ship, but I'm, I'm just curious to hear from an engineering perspective, um, how that's changed, how the, the working relationships have changed a little bit and how you guys are changing the, maybe the way you do work on a day-to-day -day basis because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that has come from this owner direct work is similar to the last example I had said, but we're involved much more on that initial sale and we're available to give, we could give three different options to solve the same problem and really talk through each different one with the customer and tell them why you may or may not want to do this. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is that we're now involved more in the sales side. And then we, you know, we continue through design, construction and commissioning and having the consistency with our company and, and seeing for the, from the customer standpoint that they just have you know, one point of contact for this entire scope of the job. Um, that, that's incredibly beneficial. If I'm an engineer that wants to join the company, um, tell me more, what, what can I expect? What can I expect from, from the team that I'm working with? Um, and what are maybe kind of glean on some of your past experiences of, uh, 
of the work that you've done and, and what has been memorable to this point? Yeah, yeah. So if you join Limbach as an engineer, um, you know, you may start as an engineer with LCS doing design engineer work, but as an engineer and having, you know, going through engineering school, you're really taught how to, how to think, how to problem solve, how to use your resources to come up with a solution, whatever the problem may be. And those are applicable to any job you may have. So in Limbach, we don't have engineers only in LCS. We've got people with engineering degrees all over this company, uh, project managers, um, sales rep, sales teams. I know has some of some engineers too, but even our CEO has an engineering degree. You didn't know that, but um, so that that's the cool thing is that we are encouraged to talk with our managers about what our career goals are, what we are interested in, and so as a design engineer, for me particularly, I can see. You know, we work with all different teams in Limbach. And if I were to say, hey, I want to know a little bit more about what a project manager does on a day to day basis, I could talk with my manager about that. And who knows, maybe someday there could be a career shift and, and I could end up doing that someday, too. Um, but that's what's great about the culture we have here. Is it's, it's very encouraged to talk to your supervisors about what you actually are interested in and if you do like what you're doing great and if you have some other interests you could maybe job shadow someone in our company that are happy to show you around what they do um there's so much growth just within the limbot companies and, and our companies in general just of what you could do as an engineer you don't have to just be doing hvac design you know <laughs> yeah the flexibility the ability to uh i you know was talking about cross-functionally uh, in a different context a little bit earlier, but, but that's a good point. There's so much collaboration and, um, ability to be, I guess, agile with your career here too. Can you talk a little bit more about on the whole, what our customers can expect when they, when they partner with us? Um, so when I originally thought of this question, I thought about, you know, facility assessments and other, other interactions with customers, but I'll let you go into more detail about, what our expertise as an engineering group can provide for our customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our engineering group, we have a, a plethora of knowledge between our team. And I learn, like I said, I learn from our team every day that those our senior engineers have so much knowledge that they like to share with us and, and teach us along the way. But facility assessments is a great example that we haven't even touched on yet of what LCS can provide. And what that looks like is that we'll bring, or we'll, we'll take us and we'll walk around your facility. We'll We'll take the information off of all of your major equipment, your chillers, your cooling towers, air handlers, boilers, pumps, and those are just mechanical examples, but mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, we can do all the same. Um, and what we'll do with that is we'll summarize it all into a report. We'll have, um, and, and we can help make this prioritized list of the equipment that's going to need the most attention in the future, in the upcoming years. And as a building owner or facilities manager, that's, that's very important information to pay attention to because you got to plan out your budgets for the following years. And that, that's incredibly, um, or it's incredibly beneficial because they are planning out their budgets for their, for their future years. And if you've got a big piece of equipment that may go out soon or may, may really need some work soon, you want to have a plan for that and be proactive and not have to be reactive, if they will. <laughs> There's that word proactive. Um, there it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, we've been hearing that. We just heard that from Mike in our in the town hall the other day. I mean, being proactive partners, and that's everybody in the organization, 
having a hand in that. Um, mm -hmm. When you look at the future state, you know, continuous advancements in technology and specific to MEP engineering, um, how do you see those advancements, you know, having an effect, uh, particularly for our mission critical facilities? I think the biggest thing is just having, like I said, having a plan for when these critical facilities could lose power or, or really lose a critical air handler that's serving operating rooms or MRI rooms. And you can't have downtime in those areas. Um, so having a backup plan, you know, we have lots of redundancy when you design these healthcare facilities for that reason. And I think another big thing that is <clears throat> that is you know advancing recently is just the amount of data that you can pull from your control system, for example, of how you can see how your systems are running and really optimize how they're running, not only to make sure everything is staying up and running for your facility, but also to make sure that they're doing it in an efficient way and that you're not wasting any anything that you could really take back and, and reuse somewhere else. You talked already about, you know, the, the team. I, I kind of want to focus on that just a little bit more for folks that are maybe wanting to join the organization, specifically join the LCS team um, and the engineering team. So um, for those engineers that, you know, whether they're an engineer one, an engineer two, or a principal engineer, you know, at this point in their career, um, what would you say makes this small group of, of our engineer team, what makes it a great one to be a part of? Um, and can you, can you maybe think of any unique advantages to joining us uh, as compared to others in the industry? Sure. I'll back up a little bit. When I started at Limbach, I was 19 years old. I knew absolutely nothing. I have no shame in admitting this. I knew absolutely nothing. I was Googling acronyms as soon as I saw them on drawings because I didn't know what they meant. Um, but Obviously, I have shared my story as I've grown now in my career, but I think what just what that says about our team is just the the mentorship, the willingness to teach, the shared the shared knowledge between our team. We have you know some who are very have past lots of past experience in healthcare design. We have lots of past experience in, in industrial design and. Just we have lots of different unique perspectives and, and as a team, when you put all that together, you can be a very powerful, powerful team. And the fact that we can be set up remotely and, and I can help a team in any branch, we can really use all of our resources to the best that we can. And we do travel when needed. We'll, we'll travel to your site easily if needed. Um, we don't have anyone who's a full mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineer. That's just unrealistic. So we have to help our team as as, as needed. Um, if a if a project is heavily electrical, then we'll send Craig up there too to go visit the site as well. Um, but I just think our we have in Limbach in general, we have great core values. We have a great team here who just wants the best for you and is willing to share their knowledge and share share their experiences that can teach you to become a great engineer as well. So I'm going to kind of uh, go off on a different topic here than the kind of the team and, and you know, LCS engineering in general. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. So women in engineering, this is a, a, you know, kind of a topic that we've explored 
um, within marketing a few times. We've done some projects and different spotlights and you know highlights with with some folks within the organization. I, I just kind of found a quick uh, stat according to the Society of Women Engineers. A 2021 study showed that only nine percent of mechanical engineers are women. Um, what challenges, if any, have you faced? You know, in, in your path to um, becoming a uh, you know a female in engineering and and construction too. We can kind of take it one step further and talk about women in construction as well. And if so, I guess how have you uh, throughout your time in school and your early, early career and now this point in your career? Um, how have you had to navigate those challenges? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you're a female entering an engineering, um, entering engineering, you get that first eye-opening, we are outnumbered experience <laughs> when you first start your school. And and that's probably the hardest thing to just adapt to as, at first is just knowing, you know, I am very outnumbered here. And, and in school, what I kind of did to navigate that, I mean, it's a lot of adop adopting, but one, I, I had a great group of guys that we, we would work on homework together, we would study together, we were all in the same classes at the same time, and they were incredibly supportive. They, I've, I've given them a little shout out here, but they never treated me any differently than they would each other. They were great. Um, so kind of finding that, that group that you can still be yourself and you don't feel like you have to mold into anything to, to still succeed. Um, and then when I started here at Limbach, I kind of touched on this earlier too, but I had some great mentorship back then when I first started. Everyone had open arms and they welcomed me in and taught me as much as they could. And I still have great mentorship today and I'm very grateful for that. But a lot of people, a lot of women don't have that when they first start or they're not as fortunate with their experiences as maybe I have been. And, I, and again, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but that, that can lead, some women will leave jobs because they just can't quite get the respect that maybe they deserve at a spot. And, and it's good if, that they notice that too. I mean, if it's not a good fit, then don't stay. Um, I have an excellent example of, of what my friend went through when, and this is a short and sweet example, but on her, she's a chemical engineer, not for Limbach, another company. And on her very first day at work, they asked her what her men's pant size was because they had to wear uniforms. He was a plant engineer at a manufacturing plant. And she just said that that's the first thing I was asked whenever I entered the plant was what my men's pants size was. So as just one small example of something that can just, you know, really be annoying as a woman. And it's something to keep an eye out for. Um, I was on a webinar not that long ago about women in leadership. And they were kind of focusing on corporate America, but they were naming all these different stereotypical biases that women can deal with. And one of them was maternal bias. And there was a, someone who was calling in and listening to the webinar as well. And they had an example where she waited months to tell her coworkers that she even had kids because she wanted to prove that she could do her job and do her job well, even though she had kids, which is nothing to be ashamed of. And, and that really stuck out to me. And then she was just another caller on the webinar, but, it's just crazy that that some of the some of the things that people don't really notice, but it really does affect us. Um, so back to some of your other question, um, women in construction, still definitely an outnumbered industry here. <laughs> um, but we have just in Limbach, I mean, we have a great network of women um, all across the departments, and and we have 
the Women in Construction and Service ERG here that I, I'm an active member of. And so we, we try to have that support group. You know, we can't change the numbers overnight of how many women are going to be in our company or in a certain department. But we have that support group here and we can, I don't know any other woman who's not willing to out to be an ally or advocate for another woman. And if you ever need that support, you know, we're here for you. And I think it's great to, to find a mentor too. find a mentor, whether it be female or male, someone who is on your side, who wants the best for you, who can advocate for you, who you can talk to personally and professionally, just someone who can really be there and help guide you and even sometimes push you further to where you would like to be. Thanks for sharing that, Kim. That was impactful. <laughs> the, the stories too, incredible. Um, all right. So I think that does it for this episode of Limbaugh Unlocked, uh, day in the life of a Limbaugh engineer. Kim, thanks so much for joining. I, I know this stuff can be nerve wracking, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's not easy to just go ahead and be a, a, a guest on a podcast and have a bunch of questions thrown at you. So thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. This, this was a great first podcast experience.